0: you're like me, you've got some days where you are so, so productive and you're in the zone, and then you've got others where you've done a lot of work, but the day just feels like it doesn't feel as productive as usual. and It just feels like things are just all over the place. Today, I wanted to talk about flow, which I recently discovered talking to Erin Searle of Fireflow. Now, I've invited Erin on the show today to talk about flow and to talk about what she does because... When she was explaining it to me the first time, I was just amazed because it just made so much sense, and I'm surprised so many people haven't heard about it. Um, Erin, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hey, Michael, thank you so much for having me on.
0: It's, I mean, uh, as I said to you, I mean, the first time I met you, um, the, the whole flow thing is so intriguing. It's, um, I mean, before I get into it and get too excited, can, can I? Can you maybe explain to those that haven't heard of what flow actually is? Can you explain to them? what flow is and and how it works
1: yeah sure so flow is that state of consciousness that we get into when we feel our best and perform our best so it's an active embodied state Um, and if we're interested in achieving our potential realizing our potential and feeling fulfilled and attaining that success um, in our lives and in our work we want to be able to use flow as a vehicle to get there
0: and, and, and how long has it been around for? Like, is it a new concept? Is it something that's that's just always been there, but hasn't really been that popular?
1: Um, no, it dates back a really, really long way. So the research lineage is really long for flow. The flow state itself was only coined, I think, in the 1970s by um, who we consider to be the godfather of flow, Mihai. Csikszentmihalyi. Um, but it's been known for centuries in different um with different language around it. So peak experience, um, optimal experience, finding God. So all of those kinds of terms actually refer to that same state of consciousness we get into where we feel our best and perform our best.
0: And, and when it comes to, I mean, if, if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, yes, that, you know, I, I think most people can relate to, to, to what I was explaining that, you know, some days, just so productive or sometimes literally like a two-hour block in the office or anywhere you are is just so productive, yeah. you know, and then compared to sometimes a whole day where, you know, as I said, you're you're running around, you're doing things, but it just feels all over the place. Yeah. Um, You know, can you maybe just explain what's happening there and, you know, why that happens and how sort of, yeah, and how flow comes into it?
1: Yeah. So flow, like I keep saying, it's where we feel our best and perform our best. But it's really like that performance you're referring to as in being productive and getting so much done, done in a short period of time. Um, we often feel incredible while that's happening as well. And the reason why we perform our best and feel our best is because of what's happening in our brain when we tap into flow state. So our brain waves slow to the alpha theta wave. And we also get a whole bunch of feel good reward, reward chemicals like dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, oxytocin, they flood into our bodies and into our brain when we're accessing flow. And we can really start to push the upper limits of what we're capable of. And when we're in the zone or in flow, we kind of lose track of everything outside of our direct awareness. So we can fall completely into what we're doing and we don't um, we don't have time for anything that doesn't directly relate. So we have that complete concentration We know what the best next move is. And that's why we're so productive. We have our intuition is fired up, whereas in comparison on a kind of a normal day or where we don't access a high level of flow state, our brainwaves are in sitting in beta most of the time, which is kind of that always on mentality where we can't find our deep concentration and we don't have those feel good reward chemicals that actually support the focus that we're looking to achieve and that we can get when we're in that state of flow.
0: Okay. And and I mean, honestly, to, to those that haven't, that probably, you know, that don't understand the concept properly, I mean, flow probably sounds like a drug that they take. <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah. so well, from a practical point of view, can you um, explain as well, like, you know, how it works? I mean, is it is it like a form of meditation? Is it, um, is it training the brain?
1: Yeah, well, flow flow can show up anywhere. So personally, I got into flow um, through my hobbies because I was finding myself dropping into a state of flow um, quite often in different hobbies like table tennis, like surfing, like guitar, and that's where a lot of people experience those incredible those incredible reward chemicals that I was talking about earlier. But that's that's possible when you um, in work as well when you start to find focus and start to apply your unique triggers so everybody has different triggers that get them into the zone and essentially it's it's not a drug but what our brain does feels really good so when you start to get flow at work you kind of want to go a long way out of your way to get it again and again yeah does that does that explain
0: yeah it does it does And, and I'm just trying to think from a practical point of view as well like it's um uh, are there some the particular skills that somebody would learn over time and would practice like practice um, essentially or is it different to each person
1: it's um the application of it is different like it shows up differently in each person but i guess you get more flow over time when you are intrinsically motivated by what it is you're doing and you're developing that level of mastery over what you're doing so we spend we have this incredible opportunity during our days to access flow regularly because we tend to do a lot of the same stuff so we can start to develop that real skill and mastery in something which means that when we start to do that thing our executive network can can shut off so we can actually be guided by intuition when we're doing that activity and we don't have to think about it One of the, or I guess (laughs) the only pathway into flow is through complete concentration and focus. If people are struggling with focus, if they're checking their phone every five minutes or they've got an open door policy where people can come in and chat to them whenever they want to, they're not being able to train focus, which is essential if you want to be able to access flow regularly. And that is a learned skill. So that's, that's the the pathway into flow that most people are kind of missing is first training focus or training refocus and then learning how to tap into flow once that first milestone has been achieved.
0: Okay. And and once the the, the training, because the training of the focus, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, for, for me, that there are days um, I work at home. Um, I mean, even in the office, actually, you know, there are distractions all the time. And uh, for me, it's been, the environment, you know, essentially. So just making sure there's no, there isn't a fridge within six meters of me. Um, <laughs> making sure that, you know, the, the door is closed, for example, when I'm just really focusing on something. Um, yeah. And yeah, and you're right. It's a habit because it's, and it's these small things, but it makes such a difference because if when you're constantly being distracted and your your attention is being divided up to different areas or people at the same time, it's it's really hard to just, focus on something it's like that you know the saying of quality over quantity
1: it's almost impossible for us to to drop into um, deep focused work if we if we don't take those um, those premeasures to offer ourselves that space where we can be undistracted so the reason why we are constantly finding ourselves being distracted is because of the the distractions that are around us and it sounds really basic. Um, but even when I'm, when I'm not within my dedicated deep focus flow sessions, I do find that the beeps and the bleeps and all of the notifications and stuff that happens, it's, there's, it's almost impossible to find deep focus. And it's a way that we train our brains into actually finding that focus that really matters a lot. We tend to think that. We can focus when it counts, but if we're not actually practicing deep focus, um, which is a gateway into flow, we actually won't be able to get that deep focus when we need it. So things like um, things like checking emails or checking um, smartphones or having a little bubbly conversation with someone who shows up at the door, they all give us a little kick of dopamine, but that actually drains those feel-good chemicals so that we can't use them in our deeper concentrated work where it's actually harder to get into that space.
0: You know what, as you're explaining that, it just makes me think that I feel like technology is like the kryptonite. <laughs> Of focus because if you think about it, like during the day when we're working, there's a gazillion notifications. Like we now get, no- I get notifications yeah. now when our washing machine's finished doing the the washing, you know, on my phone, and I get a notification when someone rings the doorbell. Um, there's emails, there's text messages, there's social media, there's all these different things, and then and that affects our focus during the day, and then at night, a lot of us go on our phones before you know, sleeping, and then yeah. there's all these these lights and all these things, and then it affects people even getting proper quality sleep at night because yeah. they can't focus when they're sleeping, so you can't focus during the day or night thanks to this thing called technology, which we all seem to be obsessed with.
1: Which, when you put it that way, it's such a, it's such a downward spiral. Like, sleep itself, um, as you know, is so incredibly important And if we don't get that sleep we find it harder to focus the next day and then we um you know we we do jump on our phones at night and we sabotage our sleep again the next night and it does spiral downwards so one of the best things that people can do to be able to start training their focus is just get the proper seven to eight hours sleep each night
0: these podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. And when they've trained their focus, and it's it's at that point and how do, what's is there a next step from there to to, to move towards the state of like flow? Or, or is yeah. it too complicated to explain as well because I know I understand that everyone's situation is different, but if you can sort of give like a you know like a A practical way to 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 look at
1: it, yeah. Well, it's it's not too complicated. So flow is incredibly simple. I guess it's it's a natural peak performance state. So really, it's just about us getting out of our own way so that we can enter flow state. That being said, um, flow shows up in different ways for different people, and that's why I coach flow because working with different people on their unique flow triggers, their unique flow activities, and removing their flow blockers is really important and different for each person. But a really good rule of thumb is to look at where you might have found flow before. So like I said earlier, I came into this work through my hobbies because I knew how incredible it was to get into the zone doing things that I loved. And then being able to do that at work where I spend most of my time, it just made a lot of sense. So looking at the hobbies that you have, things you do, maybe sports or creative pursuits or writing. However you get into the zone outside of work has a lot of clues in it into how you can get into the zone at work. So once we've gone past that complete concentration or the focus milestone, it's actually doing things um, like deploying your flow triggers. Uh, so things like deep embodiment in an activity activity, Complete concentration is a flow trigger too, immediate feedback into what you're doing, curiosity, passion, purpose. Those things are all flow triggers. So, if you can get really clear on what drives you into flow and start adding some of those into your workday um, right before that time that you want to get into flow doing one particular activity, it's a really valuable and kind of easy entry point that you can start to consider at work.
0: Okay, so there's flow triggers, um, which obviously trigger flow, um, the state of flow, and there's tro blockers. uh, Sorry, flow blockers (laughs) um, that um, block flow from happening. Can you give some examples of flow blockers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's
0: important for people when they identify these things, they can be like, yes, like that. Because I mean, we were saying this just before we started recording, but we were talking about how a lot of people don't even realize sometimes, and that's the purpose of this episode. They don't realize that it's even an issue.
1: Yeah. So- Having poor quality sleep will block you from flow. Absolutely. Because you can't perform at your best if you're not giving yourself that proper recovery time. But also, um, on a more kind of tangible note is that, that busy mind that we have. So if our mind is holding and storing and and ruminating on information instead of just processing it, um, like our mind, our brain is designed to process rather than store information we're not going to be able to have enough concentration to actually tap into flow. Um, So being able to reduce the amount of information that we're processing, so turning off our busy mind, um, because people people have this busy mind for lots of different reasons. It could be related to anxiety. It could be simply excitable. Like a lot of the time we just have so many ideas that are also getting in the way of us being able to concentrate and fall into the present moment. Other blockers are really related to our perceptions on things and, and the environment in which we're operating in. So being able to understand what it is that we're trying to achieve and, and create some really empowering beliefs around what we're trying to achieve as well. Because if our beliefs are limited, then our actions are going to be limited. And if we think that we can't we can't access this state of peak performance and actually create these amazing outcomes in our professional life, then we won't be able to tap into flow either. So there are a couple of examples of the blockers that show up for people.
0: Uh, uh, the One of the points you just mentioned, turning off busy mind, you know, turning mm. off someone's busy mind, that to me, I can relate to that because for me, um, I've always got ideas and I'm always thinking about different things. And um, and, and for me, I call that, and you'll probably I think you've said it, or we've talked about it before, but getting into the zone. And I think when you're getting into the zone, I just think of an Olympic swimmer that's about to dive into a pool. They're not thinking about, you know, the um, the bill they have due next week. They're not thinking about – well, they try not to think about the argument they had with their partner yesterday. They just focus on that one moment and achieving that one goal. Um, and I feel like that state of focus um, and – you know, and yeah, and turning off a busy mind is such a hard thing to do, especially when something's on your mind, or yeah. especially when you're so excited for something that you're, you're doing later that day, or, or you're dreading something that you're doing that day.
1: Yeah. Our busy uh, mind, there, sorry, our, our busy mind plays such an important role to help us to get to where we need to be. Um, but when we're looking at um, achieving flow, I loved your example of an Olympic swimmer standing ready to dive in. They're not thinking about anything. So they have put in all the effort, all the training, and they just need to trust their intuition because flow is that – when you're in flow, your yourself is switched off. You don't have that internal voice anymore. You trust that you've done all of the work you need to do and just lean into that present moment.
0: And and also the other part that resonates with me is the the sleep side of things. Um, It's amazing, isn't it, how we could – I mean as a teenager, I remember I could sleep two hours at night I'd stay up all night cramming before an exam, sleep like two hours, drink some coffee in the morning, which I hated, but I'd block my nose and literally just drink it <laughs> um, and then ace an exam whereas as you get older, that becomes a lot harder to do as well so it's a, it, it does catch up on you um, yeah. and and it's such a practical simple example
1: yeah and if you're thinking about um if you're thinking about what I mentioned earlier that we have so much time, so much opportunity in our work and in our time that we spend doing our work to be able to develop mastery and access flow in the things that we spend our time doing every day. If we um, aren't getting good sleep, we're actually not building on the information that we learnt the day before. So when we sleep, we actually convert short-term into long-term memory, which is kind of Makes sense when you talk about your two hours sleep plus a coffee, then acing your exams. You don't need the long term memory because you're not actually needing to store anything. And I'm not sure how much of your exam study content you remember to this day, but I would bet that if you're spending time not sleeping, you're not actually building on that knowledge base over time. It's not sustainable peak performance, which if we're looking to develop that mastery, we need to be able to take advantage of the healing, take advantage of the conversion of short to long-term memory that sleep brings us.
0: If someone's listening to this and they're not sure if accessing float is going to have a difference on their lives, uh, maybe they're content with how much they get done in the day and they don't think it's an issue, uh, or maybe they think it could be an issue um, but they're not really sure. What are some – and you've mentioned some of these already, but what are some of the main signs you think that someone should watch out for to – to understand whether they're they're being productive or not.
1: Yeah. So my work's all about impact. So I work with people who want to use their lifetime to create the maximum possible impact for society and for the planet. So generally, when people think about whether they need support to do that, to make more out of their time, to create more impact, they find themselves working really, really hard, but not actually having... The gains that they think that they should be able to achieve with that time, energy, and attention. So generally, those hardworking, busy professionals would really benefit from being able to find flow, to get more done, and to feel better for it.
0: And a big thing that you mentioned earlier that really sticks out to me as well is helping people realise their potential and understand that they you know, that they want to to do better. I don't know if you mentioned it earlier on this episode, but we've talked about it before. But just knowing that they can do better or, or even just wanting to do better or to get more out of their day um, t- to me that was a, a massive thing because there's time is a very limited resource and it's i think it's one of the only resources that you know once it's gone it's gone um, you can't get it back um, and if you can maximize what you get out of the day or the impact that you have on the planet or on, on and on other people that's priceless like it's it's you you can't even put it into words, really.
1: And it's how, we, it's how we do what we do really well when we're connected to that really strong driving purpose. We know we've only got a limited amount of time and that we've got a certain amount of energy to use every day. And if we can connect to something bigger than ourselves in this life, we can actually get a lot more done because we're so much more motivated um, because we can see that what we're doing is aligned to something that's really, really important.
0: And Erin, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you, um, what would you say would be the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah. Um, so just jumping onto my website would be the best way. So that's Um And I'm always really keen just to have a five-minute conversation with people who are interested in flow state and they're not quite sure whether flow is something that would – Um, benefit them or they're just flow curious I'm really keen to just have conversations with people about that
0: Erin thank you so much for joining us on the show Um, I want to thank you so much for your time Um, this has been an eye-opener for me and I'm sure for anyone listening to this episode and I encourage those that think they can be more productive or identify with even half the things that Erin said to to contact her and and Erin lastly I like to finish all my episodes off with a dad joke which I did tell you to get ready for. Um, I can't wait for
1: this. I'm so excited. (laughs) Highlighted my morning.
0: (laughs) So so what's orange and sounds like a parrot?
1: I don't know, Michael. A a carrot. A carrot. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh.
0: I know. I know. (laughs) It's not bad. I know, but it could be worse. (laughs) Honestly.
1: I can't wait to tell my son that one.
0: Oh, he'll love it. He'll love it. (laughs) Aaron, again, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate the chat. Um, and uh, I hope you continue to do what you do to help people find their flow and to just get into the zone more and get more out of their day.
1: No problem, Michael. Thank you so much for the conversation today. It's been really, really great to connect with you and with your listeners.
0: Thank you. Thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode any friends or family that you think it might benefit please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics these podcasts have been brought to you by better financial planning australia to book a 15-minute phone chat visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au